Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. We have been talking about your architectural DNA and how that makes up a successful design that you can execute and build and live in your dream home. And the three parts of that are your dreams, which are the things that you want in the design, to put it short, nature, which is your piece of land, and the effects. And I've recorded two episodes on effects already, and I've been getting a lot of questions about the financial part. And so that is kind of the ultimate thing, right? To make sure that you can execute your project. I mean, of course, you have to make sure you get approval and that you know what you want. So you know what to say yes to and say no to. But the finances, right? Like that's the first question. Honestly, everyone calls me immediately. The first question is, hey, so I want to do this custom home. You know, they tell me a little bit about it. And then they say, I want to know how much this costs. And it's a very tricky thing, right? Because I could tell you, hey, it's this much per square foot or it costs X for these rooms or these materials. And it it can vary even in Orlando from where, where I'm at, like one side of town to the other, the cost can vary greatly on the house. And then also the land, right? So the land costs can be very different from one to the other. And I may have touched on that a little bit before. So you've got the these things you got to figure out or someone's wanting to find out how much they can get uh, approved for or what loan they could get. So it's like typically you need like 20% down of the total cost. But if you bought your land ahead of time versus buying the land and getting a, a single close construction loan, those costs can be very different. So my goal is to just try to get you today in the mindset of identifying and working through and finding joy in finding the the cost source and cost method of implementing your dream home. And you're going to be asking yourself, well, how much do I want to invest in this? It's your dream home. It's going to be the backdrop of your life, but you may not want to put everything into it. And that's also not always suggested, right? (laughs) And so then it's how much can I, you know, the rule of thumb is like, you shouldn't be spending more than 30% of your monthly income on a home. Well, when you do a custom home, you need to put down 20%. For a million dollar home, you'd need $200,000 to put down. So let's just say that was a single close. You got the land and a construction loan at the same time. Well, In addition to that, though, most banks won't give you a loan until you've designed the house already, right? So you would have to have a little bit more upfront, like 7% more of the total cost potentially in order to design the home. And if you've got special considerations on your lot, like it's a very large lot, so your survey is going to be expensive. If there's unique soils, uh, soil test reports that you're going to have to do in order to even design and implement your project. So you'd want to identify that source of income as well. So you could make enough money each month if you put 20% down, but you may also deplete all your savings. So it's really important to meet with a financial planner because you may have worked hard to save up all this money, but you need to make sure you're saving it for emergency funds. So I would say 
aside from your other money, you want to make sure you can identify a 20% source on average. So again, you need to talk with your banks and your financial planner of the down payment on that house. Now, most of the time, that also has to, that 20% has to do with a loan to value ratio. So the loan to value ratio would be like most of the time they'll only give you 80%, right? So if your house appraises, and this is what happened when we built our house, we, our house appraised so much more than what we were building that we ended up having to put zero money down as far as a deposit. So instead of 20%, which was normal, we did zero because we were building way more than what, what the cost was. And it was a little uh, different for us because we were doing the work. So we were able to push things. So, but, but that's just the way it was. We had no closing cost. I mean, excuse me, we had no down payment, but we still had closing costs. So we had to pay like, I think at the time it was eight grand or something to close um, on the house. So that was additional cash that we needed um, to put up front. And sometimes they'll roll the closing cost into the cost of the the down payment. They'll give you that uh, ability. So you want to identify all those things. We've got certain like spreadsheets and stuff I could walk you through in a consultation of different scenarios that people encounter to help prepare you to meet and talk with banks and, and stuff like that and some questions to ask. So I know it could be confusing, but we want to make this process easy for you. But if it was super easy, everybody would be doing it. So it is like this is a commitment to create something meaningful uh, for your life. And you're going to learn so much in, in this process. I think everybody should be able to budget successfully for their project, even the surprises that you hear about people having, like we want to help you identify those. We have like, in our firm, we're super artistic, but we also, the art comes from the checklist. So I think I mentioned this before, but maybe when I was on the podcast with Chu, that the magic doesn't come from magic. It comes from all the behind the scenes planning and hard work that is there. And that's what we do. There's lots of planning and checklists and, and things like that that help free us up so that we can do the magic or the magic of design and get you what you want. We know that you've worked hard for your money and you want to make sure it's, it's going to good use. So we make sure, you know, what we do, but I also know that a lot of people listen to this are in other areas and, and may not be working with us or sometimes we're the architect and not the builder. We want to give you the tools to estimate your project to make sure that your drawings include what's needed to be estimated and very specifically that you have a specification that the builder is going to build for you and it's going to be executed with a certain level of quality. So those are very important things to make sure that you've got. So we have our specification, our drawings, methods, and uh, our experience from our other projects that we implement to execute your project. Now, you want to make sure whoever you're working with, you know, you ask for their references, you look at, at the work they've done and get to know them. I mean, for me, it's a, it's, this is like a relationship, right? So there's all this like checking that you need to do. And ultimately, though, you want at the end of the day, the builder and architect, in my case, architect builder, that you're going to be spending several years of your life with to become a part of that. Like you're going to be meeting weekly, right? During construction, 
most likely during design there's different phases you're going to most likely meet once a week when you stop the cost schedule and things like that for a couple of weeks at a time or during permitting there may be gaps but i found that almost every single case a client of mine has become my friend like a family friend that i consider a lifelong friend it's really an amazing thing in life and i'm just so thankful to be a part of it um, back to you guys <laughs> i just i always like lament about what a rewarding process designing for people is and their their family and their legacy. So we can't cover everything today, obviously. I wrote down a few things that I want to touch on and just to like whet your appetite as to to what you're going to be doing. So we already touched on the first one, which is you're going to be meeting with a bank. So you want to meet with multiple banks, no matter what, even if your best friend works at a bank, just to get to know the process if you haven't done this before. When I've worked with people that have done this, they really find they find a bank that works good for them. There's lots of rules that banks have that are very different. It may seem like a minor rule, but it might have to do with like you only during construction, which could be, you know, as a year for a custom home, most likely you're going to be paying interest just on what has been taken out of the loan. So at the first draw, let's say the first draw is 50 grand, it's a hundred grand. You're just going to be paying interest only during construction for that if you want to. But some people don't have that. So you just want to make sure that's like one of the things you've got. You want to make sure you get the truth and lending form from them to make sure all your fees are identified. I mean, it's it's very common that people will go to closing and find out there's another fee and the title search too, which, which isn't so much related to the bank, but it'll affect your finances in that moment. We were closing one time on a plot of land and then there was a lien on it we found out so that you know caused a pause and they had to figure out you know who was going to pay the lien and stuff like that you really want to make sure you do your due diligence and then as much as you can get pre-approved for what amount you can after meeting with their financial planner and the bank on what you could do then another thing is when you figure that out and you go to start designing the home after let's say you've closed on a property and you want to design a home, a lot of people call and they're like, well, how much to design my house? So I could, if you tell me the size of your house and expectation, I can give you a cost pretty quick for like architecture. But here's some some costs that you will run into. Civil design. One thing that's interesting is not a lot of municipalities used to require a civil engineer, but some of them here in Orlando have required even on residential that you have a civil engineer sign your plan and some of them will still let the architect do it. So that's an, that's another cost to get that level of engineering on the plan. On more specific homes, particularly ones we do, we'll tend to do a full MEP because things are very integrated. Every diffuser, every light switch and stuff like that is is really detailed. Even on a less detailed home, I really suggest that you go ahead and do that. Structural engineering, depending on the complexity of the home, that can be compiled in. Uh, Landscape design. A lot of places may require a landscape architect, but you'll need a landscape plan. And regardless of when you're going to need to design that, uh, you're also going to need things like security, sound systems, specialty things like pools, out structure design might be, but from a, a separate company, if you get a prefabricated thing, although we always love to do custom everything for everybody. So there's just lots of little things that'll go in there. We're an interior designer too, and we 
We try to do as much of the interior design and custom furniture and even pick furniture to go with our custom furniture and homes. But for you, you know, you may have an interior design cost that you want to make sure you don't leave to the end. Uh, There's a house down the street from us. They started building the house and got the permit. And then they decided they wanted to hire an interior designer. Well, interior design is architecture. So it's it to me it's all one thing. A home is a biological living thing. It's all integrated. For it to be successful, you're not just slapping stuff on it. So identifying your interior designer costs up front is important to knowing and it also saves you money during construction to plan those things ahead of time. There's a whole litany of things like geotechnical engineering, environmental engineering, determinations from the city things like that, or if you're going for a variance in order to get what you want from your dream in the design, there's a, a time cost to that and a financial cost to that. So planning for those things, again, if you ever want to go through it, we got like a, a checklist kind of to identify those things and a little more depth that I think is good to keep on hand. And with all those things, there's always contingency. So at one time we went with the person to their previous building and they said, we told the the GC they were doing the design build and they hired the architect. We've got $2 million and all we care about is we don't go over $2 million. So there is that approach, but then you will you can run into, if that's just your main thing, it's like you may run into, well, this is the size that you can get and this is the spec you can get. So of course everyone has their limit, but the mentality I think of like, I don't care, just meet this budget. The building was a total hodgepodge. I really think they were just like, we just want a building and don't do this. So I, I know you're listening to this because you care. And so you want to work through the the cost of those things. And on a very custom home, you want to plan for a contingency that you'll slowly narrow down throughout the process. So you're going to be like 30%. When someone first talks to you, because you, you may not even know what you really want. I can't tell you the number of times that like I'm designing a house for somebody. And if they were really, really maxed out, it wouldn't have worked out for them because halfway through, they're like, I don't care. I've got to add this on. I like it so much. Once we go through the process and they like love something, then they're like, I've got to add this entry element into the sequence of experience for people coming to my home. There's a cost to that. So that would affect that. And then finding out what it's made out of, how it's going to be executed, you'll slowly narrow down. So it's like a concept you could be off 30, 20, 10. So you need to have your goal, but keep those in mind and you want to be in a range. And then there's also the time. So just to permit a home could be a month to three months for a regular permit, assuming no special permits are needed and, and where you're at. Design is several months, depending on how quick um, you make decisions on what you actually like, because you may want to work through things. Then to build it is about a year. Just in the design portion on that six months, costs can change. So by the time you, you go to do your final bid and build, things can be different. So you want to plan for that and work with a, a builder, an architect who's tracking the market and do it yourself. The more specification and specifics you can get, the more success you'll have in getting what you really want without surprise costs in a home. For example, a lot of contractor contracts will say, just at the beginning, they'll be like, kitchen budget, 25 grand for cabinets. And there might be a light spec in there, like 
and I'll get you solid wood. But it's not the specific thing that you want. Or hardwood flooring, 20 grand for hardwood flooring. But it's not the specific thing. So I want you to be prepared for that. That that could still be a variable cost because the bank will tell you most of the time the GC needs to give them a solid number. Banks don't will not allow loans with variable numbers. But if you haven't picked out what you want, then you're at the mercy of an, the GC being honest. Most of them are, but I'm just saying like they'll be under pressure too. Something may have cost them more and it happens all the time than what they were expecting. And then they're like wanting to find a way to, to cheapen up something. It, it's so interesting to me on Property Brothers all the time. They're like doing the thing and they're like, hey, we had that insulation. That was 10 grand. That's got to come out of somewhere. So you want to make sure that the spec that you want and that you've signed up for is actually going to be executed because the tile's not going to go in till X months down the road. And some banks, depending which one you work with, will give the GC 50% of the money up front for those specialty items to order that have to get delivered and made. A lot of tile that we specify is handmade or are made to order because it's not like bulk run tile. So they'll give us 50% up front to get that stuff made and then 50% once it's installed. But not every bank will do that. And so you you want to make sure you're not going to not have it ordered and then you're nine months into the project. Tile's discontinued. The tile, he says, oh, it'll take too long to make. Do you want to get in your house in time or else you're going to have to rent more, which which happens all the time. It's not like anyone's doing anything intentional. There's hundreds of factors and hundreds of people that are working on your house. And you just want to be aware of those things that, that they could happen. Then you also want to plan for the rainy day thing. So we do as much investigation as we can, soil investigation, environmental checking and tests if if needed. You could still have something that's unexpected. I think I mentioned before, not even when you're closing on a property that you bought, not everybody discloses things. I've had people who bought a property, there was a pool that was covered up in the ground that couldn't stay, a oil tank, burial ground. I mean, you think that everyone's disclosing everything, but it is very common that you'll have a surprise that you got to deal with. And so you want to plan for that and make sure that if you can plan for it so that it doesn't take away from the things that you've determined are your must-haves in your project, the things that are important to your narrative, or be open to readdressing them so that you can perhaps address them in a different way if a surprise does come up. I'm running short on time. This is definitely Finances 1.0 to help you have a custom minimalist dream home. And we want to walk you through these steps to make sure that you're identifying and working with the right people to cost your project appropriately. And I just encourage you keep educating yourselves on what goes into building and designing a custom minimalist home. And minimalist doesn't mean small. It's the way of thinking of things, the way of designing things. It may be a 10,000 square foot home, but you're working to make it the things that are necessary that you want to bring you joy in the design. There's so many cost factors that go into this. I'm going to do more episodes, but we really want you to go from dreaming of living in a custom home to knowing what it takes to execute your custom home on budget and be able to enjoy it and support that home with your finances for years to come. Thank you so much for joining us today. 
And next week, I'm hoping to get back to the design portion that I started last week. But if I get more questions from people, like I kept getting financial questions, I may address that. But um, that's where we're going. We've done the DNA. Now we're going to schematic design, design development, construction documents and specifications. That's a, that's where the road's going. Keep sending me your questions. And thank you so much for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. Go book a consultation today and find out what Card can do for you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want discussed or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.